Well, hey, everybody. Welcome to our Midweek Podcast. I'm Pastor Josh here. And today I have a special guest all the way from Rokenville. That's right. Did I say that right? That is, that's correct. That's how you say it. So Pastor Nick uh, has been there for a year and a half. He is a young leader. We just had a, uh, a pastor's conference here in, in the city for uh, our fellowship of churches that we're part of. So he's been in town. We went out for breakfast this morning, had a great conversation. And uh, so I said, well, hey, why don't you come out on the podcast? So thanks for being here, man. No, thank you. I, I'm really excited to be here. It's been... Uh... It's been really great getting to see Elam and, and coming to Young Adults on Tuesday and, oh, cool. and being a part of your church. So I really appreciate it. Well, I'm uh, I'm glad that I'm glad you're here. Glad you're here. So today we're talking about Genesis 25 verses 19 to 34. Uh, this is a story about Esau and Jacob and how basically Jacob steals Esau's birthright. Uh, in a sense, steals it, and in another sense. Uh, Esau gives it up. And Pastor Marvin, this past weekend, was really talking about how you have two different mindsets. You have uh, an Esau mindset that ultimately is you're ready to kind of give up anything to get what you physically want right now, this idea of instant gratification, rather than waiting on eternal processes uh, and wanting things that are godly. And then he has says, well, but then there's Jacob, who is very deceptive and does these awful things in the background to get the blessing of God. And as much as that might not necessarily be a right thing either, at least there's some motivations towards godly things for Jacob. Yeah. So, so I think the, 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 the space I want to really hit on today uh, with your help is ultimately, why is it so easy for us to fall into the trap of Esau that essentially is ready to give up the things, the eternal things that are so much better for us, for the things that we can get right now that are physical and real right now here on the planet. Like what, as you lead your church, mm-hmm. how would you process that with your folks? Well, I'd start by saying there, there isn't a simple answer. If, if you want a one-step answer that that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think the short of it is that that we get distracted so easy. You know, if you look at the story of the Old Testament, uh, you see again and again and again that people forget the things that God has done. Uh, I do it. Mm-hmm. Our, our church does it. We uh, Actually, it was really great. We had uh, a guy reading through the Old Testament in our church a couple of years ago, or last year, and uh, he read through the whole thing in like four months, and I asked him what he saw. And he's there's the comment that sticks with me. He said, yeah, they keep making the same mistake over <laughs> and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I think we all do that. I, I do that. And um, yeah, I, I think that when it comes to giving up the reward we have in heaven, I think the first step is to realize that um, we get distracted and and staying on course with God has to be a continual choice. It's mm-hmm. not something we do once. Hmm. Okay, so it's something that you have to do continually. We do get distracted, but how do you keep focused? Like, like what are the things that keep us on track? And Because and, ultimately, at the end of the day, for Esau, it was he's hungry. Mm-hmm. There's this physical desire for food. And here's Jacob like, hey, man, I got stew. You can have it, but I want something that is even more valuable. And it's not like Esau doesn't know the value of what the birthright is. Absolutely, yeah. He, he, I mean, I think he understands. Like, if Jacob understands it, I'm sure Esau understands it. For sure. But why did he just so readily give it up? Like, what are the things that 
keep us to the point of becoming so unfocused that we're, we're ready to throw away things uh, that actually do matter for the things that don't. Well, I think that I think that we we give things up, we we throw them away because because they're hard to hold on to. Hmm. You know, um, it's hard to go hungry. Mm-hmm. I, I've been there. It's hard in the moment to not feel like you're losing everything hmm. to feel like you're, you're losing your life. You know, whether it's I'm hungry or whether it's, uh, you know, all my friends are going to something and I'm not there or, hmm. or, um, I have to give up on the new car or the new home or to, to follow God means to, to let go of these things. It feels like you're losing the world. Hmm. And I'm sure, uh, in the moment when Esau is sitting there, he thinks that his birthright is so much less than, uh, starving in the moment mm. uh, when really he was under God's care, right? God, God saw Esau, God knew Esau, um, was there for Esau and, and, uh, the truth was he was okay. And I know at least, at least in my life, um, I don't always think I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And I think if, if we're really honest with ourselves, a lot of the time we don't trust that God is with us in the midst of the storms and the trials and the tribulations. So how do you, how do you keep your head straight when you're in the middle of, of those things? Like what, what are the, what are the resources? What are the things that you utilize to be able to keep focus so that you're not giving up the eternal things for the stuff that is right in front of you and right now? I, I think the biggest thing is, is accountability. Mm-hmm. We need real relationships. We need people around us who, um, who have faith and who love us and who are willing to call us out. Hmm. when we are falling off track. Mm-hmm. Um, being a pastor for the past two years, um, the thing that has helped me the most is having other ministers who love me and are willing to be there for me. There's mm-hmm. um, a pastor, Paul, in my in my town. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's older. He's in his 60s. And we have a standing deal that if one of us sees the other going astray, that we will sit them out, sit them down and call them out out of love <laughs> and, and, and pull each other back. Yeah. And, and having that relationship, having um, not just surface level, but, but really intimately having somebody who, who knows you and um, knows your problems, mm-hmm. knows where your, where your pressure points are, um, is a big thing. And I think, um, you know, Esau, uh, Esau and Jacob's relationship is really messed up. Oh, it's, yeah. Um, but if they were maybe better brothers instead of taking advantage of Esau, Jacob would have, you know, been there for him and, mm-hmm. and helped him through it. Not just, uh, ripped away his birthright. Right. Wouldn't have leveraged what he had for himself. To, right. You know, right. I, right. See, I think relationships are a huge part of it. Um, because I always say to people like as much as yes, like you should pray and you should read your Bible and you should do those things. And part of that is a relational reality with God. Right. The joy of it is he's given us the church, other fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, to be able to process that stuff with. And so I think like when you're looking at the overall loss of things, and Jesus even said that. Yep. Like he even said, you in this life, you'll you'll have trouble. You literally have to die to yourself to follow me. Uh, you know, what gain is it if somebody, you know, gains the whole world but loses his soul? Right. And, 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 um, to say, you know, um, uh, we're reading through the show notes, uh, the, the, the podcast notes really quick. Um, what are you willing to lose to get what you want? Mm. Um, I think that's where 
the world sees the church sometimes failing. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't grow up in the church. Okay. I didn't grow up in, in the church world. And I remember the things that always made me um, second guess being in the church was watching people leverage the church for the things they wanted. Okay. Um, to see to see us uh, fighting amongst ourselves for our own desires and our own needs um, as opposed to the things that are eternal, as opposed to um, uh, being the people of God and working for God's mission. Sometimes, mm-hmm. uh, you know, get people in a group together. Sometimes we work out for our own needs opposed to uh, trying to follow God's will. Right. So flesh that out for me. Like, like give me an example of... of- uh, of what that looked like for you at that particular point in time? Um, things, things that looked like it for me at that particular time. So, uh, you know, watching, watching parents fight for, for bigger, bigger events, um, bigger things that cost more because they wanted to see their kids, you know, have these experiences and have Mm -hmm. these, these, which are great. Yep. Um, but it left out the kids who didn't have the money to come to youth. Right. Um, so, you know, there'd be this big, awesome event and it's $50 a person. And as the guy who's, whose parents didn't really uh, get the church and, and didn't really have 50 bucks lying around, yeah. uh, meant I couldn't go to stuff. Right. And our, our youth pastor really, he did a great job of fighting for um, making sure we could all be there. Whether, you know, and that the kids who didn't have families that cared for them uh, in that kind of a way didn't... Um, didn't feel like they were abandoned and left out that, that they got to be a part of that, that reward. Right. So, so for you, I think like that was, that was probably a very significant point in time where, um, you saw some good things in action there. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. But at the same time, the very fact that there would be, um, this almost leaving out of people without thinking of them. Yeah. That was probably very hard. Yeah. Yeah. And, and feeling like, um, feeling that people who, who, who are in, the, are in the church or in the family, um, almost get first priority mm-hmm. and that, um, if you're on the outside of that, uh, well, tough luck, tough luck. And, and, but when you look, when you look at, when you look at the, what, what, what Marv's saying is that, um, we're supposed to be focused on the eternal. And if, if our heart is in the right place then our outlook should be to love God and love others. Right. And and to be looking for those who are lost and poor and broken and need us before we look at our own priorities. Right. And, and I think what I hear you're saying is really about looking within ourselves first. Instead of looking at ourselves, we need to be looking at what other people, what other people are going through and what they need before we look at ourselves. Because really at the end of the story, like at the end of the day with the story, that's what's going on. Jacob is really looking out for himself. Yeah. He's not looking out for his brother. Yeah. He's not looking out for the needs of somebody who is, you know, has been physically active all day and is tired uh, and knows this is probably a very bad moment of weakness for him. Mm-hmm. And instead, he leverages it for selfish reasons. Right. Even though it was, you know, something that was about God's blessing, but ultimately it was a selfish move for himself. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, um, and, and Esau shouldn't have let go of what he let go of. No. Um, but Jacob isn't completely in the right either. Right. And, mm-hmm. and there's a, um, it's, it's funny. I, I, people always talk about, you know, we, we do the Sunday school thing that all the Old Testament heroes are, are completely good guys. Right. 
Um, but if you really read the story of Jacob, he has a lot to learn and God has a lot of grace for him. <laughs> a lot of grace. That's true. And I think, I think when I, when I read the story and when I, when I see Esau and Jacob, I go, you know, man, God really does care for the lost and broken. Cause both of these, both of these boys are messed up. Yeah. And, um, Jacob, Jacob has, Jacob saw the better part, um, but still has so much to learn. And I think that when we, when we talk about, about keeping our eyes focused on, on, on the eternal, on, on, uh, God's will instead of our own will, mm. I think another thing to remember is that it's not going to happen overnight and right. it's okay if you're not perfect. Right. It's okay if, you know, um, J- Jacob's, Jacob's a, a messed up guy and, he just tries to do one thing right. Yeah. Uh, he realizes that this birthright is worth more. And when you read farther on in the story, I don't know. I don't know if Marv's going through the rest of it, but um, when you read on the other side of the parts of the story, he he doesn't always get it completely. But he is always trying to chase after God in one way or another. Yeah. And I think uh, we we should we need to learn to let go of of having it all happen overnight. Wherever you are, whatever you're going through just be encouraged that um, the small steps god sees those and mm-hmm. he appreciates them and and he loves you even if you're not at the end of the road yet yeah that's good and i think even in the rest of the story when you look at the progression of the relationship with jacob and esau at at some point there is some reconciliation absolutely at, and i think that's another point that is so important for us to remember is even though you might be trading things that are eternal for temporal, uh, worldly things, or if you're leveraging, uh, you know, other people's pain to get something out of it, it doesn't mean that there's no redemption for you or there's right. reconciliation. Like, like you can get that eventually, but you have to recognize it in yourself. Right. And in the end of the story, uh, Jacob is wise. Yeah. Like when Jacob becomes an old man, um, he becomes. Uh, a guide and a figure. There's a reason. There's a reason we call God the God of Jacob. Mm. Um, he he is someone that we do want to look after in, in a lot of ways, not all of them. Yeah. Um, and so, don't just be stuck where you are. Look forward and see that 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 God is a God who changes people. Hmm, that's you know, so good. Jesus Jesus doesn't leave us in our mess. He wants to make us uh, into full people and, and bring us into full life. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I know, I know for me at, at my church, um, I love our seniors. Mm-hmm. I, I always tell our seniors that, you know, you have a special role because you're the most mature Christians we have. Mm-hmm. And our, our young people need to see your faith lived out. Uh, they need to see that that life does change, mm-hmm. that in the midst of, of divorce or, or, or pain or, or breakups or losing your job, whatever, that, um, that there is a maturity that comes um, where we really do learn to live our lives set on the eternal. Hmm. Uh, there's an older gentleman, his name is, is John Bowden Staff right now at our church, and, and he's, he's very ill. Hmm. He's in his nineties and he's, he's passing away. Mm-hmm. Um, and I find so much hope spending time with him because he is content. <laughs> he is, he, he ta- when we talk and I, and I sit at his bed, um, he says, you know, Jesus is coming and I'm coming to Jesus and I'm okay. 
and he's he's not scared he's not hurt he's not feeling lonely or angry he is patiently waiting on the will of god hmm. and he does whatever he can uh, to be christ in the time he has and that i think that takes jesus's quote then you know in a whole different direction of what's what good is it for a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul and here is a man who is losing the whole world mm-hmm. but he has his soul yeah yeah and and it's rare rare it's 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 this beautiful expression of of Christ's love that i have been so blessed to be a part of mm. and i think that you know i don't, I don't know if any seniors listen um listen to the podcast I, I, I hope they do i, I hope, hope they, they do, do too I hope they do. Um, and if you know a senior, please, please share this with them because, uh, the truth is their time isn't up. Yeah. Um, whether, whether you're young and you're just starting this journey of focusing on God or, or whether you're at the end of it, if you're at the end of it, you know, we need people to show us and remind us bringing it kind of full circle. We yeah. need people to remind us that, uh, the things of God actually do change our lives. Mm that this isn't a fruitless journey. It actually um, does bring us into a life that is so much more beautiful than anything the world has to offer. So good. So good. Well, man, thanks so much for uh, for being on the podcast today. No no problem. I, I've loved being able to help out. So I, I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Make sure you pray for this guy. Uh, again, he's in Roganville. Uh, Roganville. 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 Just north of Mooseman. Just m- north of Mooseman. You know, obviously God is doing some great things in uh, in our province and he's using some great people like you. So, hey, thanks for being here. Yeah, anytime. So for everybody else uh, that you've been listening, thank you for listening. Here, here are a few questions. We're going to do this a bit different. Instead of me putting up the questions uh, for your groups uh, on a on, on a picture, what we're going to do today is actually I'll give you the questions that I want you to be asking together in your small groups. First, it's this. What are you willing to trade in order to get what you want? Am I valuing what really matters? And am I making choices that will make an eternal difference? Those are the three questions I think you can start some great conversations in your small groups or even with people that are listening to this that might not necessarily have a small group, but those are questions you need to ask yourself. Uh, if you've enjoyed the podcast and you're looking for more podcast episodes, please go to elamchurch.podbean.com. You can also go to iTunes and search up Elam Church. We're, we're the first podcast there. And also, if you want to find out anything else about Elam in terms of programming, the stuff that we're doing, go to elamchurch.ca and uh, you can contact any one of our pastors and we'll be more than happy to get back to you. But uh, thanks so much for listening. We appreciate you more than you'll ever know. Have a great day.